This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is People Every Day. Coming up, from Jada Pinkett Smith and Gwyneth Paltrow to Dax Shepard, the latest stars who are talking sex and not holding much back. Plus, the home of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Dorit Kinsley is robbed during a home invasion. And would you let your kids wear a Squid Game costume? It's October 28th. Hello out there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Thursday, and we are jumping right in because there is some shocking news out of L.A. that the home of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Dorit Kimsley was robbed last night while she and her two kids, uh, Jagger, who's seven, and Phoenix, who's five, were there sleeping. Police have confirmed to people that three men broke in and robbed Kimsley's home in Encino Hills around 10.50 p.m. on Wednesday night. Per the Daily Mail, her husband, Paul P.K. Kimsley, was in London when it happened, but he's on his way back now as I speak, and police have said it's unknown the amount of property that was taken. Thankfully, it sounds like no one was harmed, and People is out to the star for comment on what happened and how they're all doing. In other news, Brad Pitt, had a setback in court when it comes to the custody battle he and Angelina Jolie are still embroiled in. Back in September, attorneys for Pitt petitioned the high court to review their case after Judge John Odenkirk was disqualified. Odenkirk had granted Pitt more time with his and Jolie's five children, but when he was removed from the case, that voided his ruling in favor of Pitt. And it looks like that's going to stay the same, at least for a while, because the high court upheld that disqualification decision and thus the voiding of Pitt getting more time with the kids. So while Jolie's team says they welcome this latest decision, Pitt's team, who feels that him being granted more time is in the best interest of the kids, tells people, quote, we will continue to do everything that's legally necessary based on the detailed findings of the independent experts. Well, moving on to some stars who are still in love, going strong, and apparently burning up hot for one another, Jada Pinkett Smith is sparing no detail on her latest episode of Red Table Talk. She's talking sex, and her guest is none other than Gwyneth Paltrow. No shocker there. We know Gwyneth loves this topic. Well, Let's just get into it. Joining me now to talk all about this and other stories bubbling up is People.com Managing Editor, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Good. 
Well, <laughs> let, let's just jump right into this. Jada gave even more insight into her relationship with husband Will Smith. We've gotten a lot in recent years, um, but <laughs> she's opening up even more about maintaining a healthy sex life in their marriage and the conversations they've had about it. We know Will and Jada definitely have been more open about the ins and outs of their marriage. But what is Jada saying now, Charlotte? It's really interesting because she's sort of like saying one thing and then kind of correcting people who aren't getting it. Like she said that, you know, having a great sex life after this much time is hard and it's something that's a journey and you have to basically ask for what you want. You've got to like make sure to be constantly like advocating, I guess, for what you want out of it. The thing that Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. I mean, we started in this at a very young age, Mm -hmm. you know, 22 years old. It's crazy. That's why the accountability part really hit for me because I think you expect your partner to know, especially when it comes to sex. But then a lot of people took that and ran with it and were like, ooh, like she talks about how they're having trouble in their sex life. And she immediately, I don't know if you saw this, she immediately took to Twitter and was like, yeah, we do not have trouble in the bedroom. Thank you very much. Like, that's not what this is about. It's about like over communicating. She's just, uh, she's just on another plane that normal people are like Mm -hmm. not able to compute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, you get that vibe from them that like all the work that has to be done is being done. And in the sex communication department oh, totally. and the therapy They're department. They're such fascinating people, Janine, because you remember like for years when we were reporting on stuff, we would hear things that sounded like too crazy to be believed. And they're like coming out now, like a few years later, just yep. being like, yeah, that is what was happening. That exactly. is what it's was true. happening. Because even the whole thing, the way they described um, what happened months ago with August Alsina and, and that, that separation, that split that they were on, it was that they both agreed to let the other person go and find their happiness. So yeah, totally. And it's like, and that he, they've indicated that, you know, it wasn't just her. Like he certainly yep. played with that too. Well, well, Gwyneth also opened up about her sex life with husband Brad Falchuk. Uh, she's saying that they are having some of the best sex of her life because she's a quote newlywed. And Gwyneth also told us in last week's cover story that she's still in that honeymoon phase with her husband. She and Brad got married three years ago and I don't know. When I read that, I was like, oh, wait, is that still is that still in the newlywed range? (laughs) How long have you been married and and are you still in the honeymoon phase? So I've been married for quite a long time. Um, And yeah, I don't really know what they mean by honeymoon phase. I think that just means like really like going at it multiple times a day, probably, right? Like, probably. I don't know, what's her definition? I mean, that, what's the definition of that? That's what most honeymoons are probably like, right? Right, so the multiple times a day. Yeah, exactly, if you're doing it right. So I suppose one's definition might um, depend. I know that, like, my husband definitely, like, lets me know if he thinks I'm being a slacker, and that <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot for him to, like, accuse me of slacking. So it's like, you know, one or two days go by, and it's like, hey, you're slacking. I don't know. Jean, you're going to have to give it up. I let's, didn't realize I was signing up for this Let's pick up the pace today. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, I, I would say it's, like, in and out of honeymoon phases, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, yeah, there's, like— waves it like for for I, I would say for both of us it's like things come in waves where it's just like I can't keep my hands off of you you are so gorgeous like I love this and then you know the waters recede <laughs> it's like I will see you in a week or two maybe. I want to this conversation is going to go into TMI territory so easily but like I, I think we're that there wave happens once a month right like <laughs> that too 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that helps. But yeah, no, the the whole honeymoon phase, it, it, it definitely can last and, and come back. But three years, I would say, um, to still be in it, that is impressive. And I, kudos. You know, she should have given us a little more detail, though, because it's like, let's be real. I mean, she has not exactly been discreet about any of this. So, like, define it for us, lady. We want to know. Next up, more celebrity sex talk with people's Charlotte Triggs. And should kids and Squid Game mix? Stay tuned to hear our take. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. All right, another celebrity couple we got to talk about is Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. And they're talking about sex, but the context is very different. The conversation is with their kids. Mm -hmm. They have, Mm. you know, the talk with daughters Delta, who's six, and Lincoln, who's eight. Uh, The way they're framing the conversation is what's making all the difference, though. On his podcast, Armchair Expert, Shepard said how Bell told their girls, the woman takes the man's penis and puts it in her vagina. And he also said, right away, it's like, you're in charge of this, not the man puts his penis in your vagina. So Charlotte, I'm wondering what you think of this. That's pretty young. That's I feel like on the I one hand, so. I really, yeah, I think it's a little young. <clears throat> I like that they're thinking about it from like an empowerment perspective. Mm-hmm. They've, both, they've got daughters. I've got two daughters. I haven't, oh no, I don't have two daughters. I have three daughters. Losing <laughs> <laughs> <Loom> count. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've got my older daughter is seven. My twins are four. Now, my one of my twins loves to go around. And if anybody makes a joke about, you know, people will be talking about like, what do you, want to do at school and she'll just like bust out like vagina or like penis like they don't know what they're talking about you know mm-hmm, what I mean like mm-hmm. it's very um it's very innocent they don't know what that means really like, yeah except beyond what it is but this seems a little teeny bit on the young side for that conversation and yet I guess I like the thrust of it, not to say that's a bad pun but like <laughs> I like <laughs> I like that they're approaching it from like uh, the, yeah, the empowerment, of, empowerment. Yeah. No, I do, I do like that as well. I just, I'm look. I have a a six year old here, and I am not having that conversation yet. I refuse. It's, that's, I don't. I just think you know what? Let's put it this way: these guys are being real overachievers here. They could probably buy themselves several more years before they really need to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, Shepard goes on to say more about his daughter's future sex lives. So let's listen. Of course, the most generic thing every guy says to me is like, oh, you better have a gun. There's going to be guys coming around or whatever. You know, this notion that I've got to protect my children's virgin, my daughter's virginity with great prejudice, if necessary. (laughs) (laughs) My response is I do not want my daughters to have sex so that they can get approval from somebody. Yeah. But if my daughters are horny and want to have sex, that was my favorite activity. It remains my favorite activity. I'd be lying if I said I was in any way anti that activity. He is so open. Charlotte, I mean, how comfortable do you feel talking about your own sex life 
with your kids? Oh, I don't know, Janine. That's a hard question. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, um, one day my older daughter was like, I know what you and daddy were doing last night. You were smooching. And I was like, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so no, like I haven't really gotten into it. They're too little in it's my view. Little. I refuse. Sorry. That's my answer. I absolutely refuse. I am. I Have you would, ever been confronted be with like having to explain? I would be on the armchair expert <laughs> episode yeah, because not- I'd be like, nope, not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Janine, has your son ever asked you any questions about that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I just make stuff and you're up. Just like, like nope. honestly. <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> you're like, I'm, ask me in four years. Ask yeah, me in I'm like, 10 oh, years. yeah, we're not talking about that right now. Or, you know, <laughs> there is like a, a marrying thing that's going on in his school right now. And he's like, so and so is supposed to marry so and so, but I, they pushed it off until now. So like I get that like now I'm starting to notice him just coming into you know, cognizance of all of these different things and relationships and, and his body. And I have to start thinking about it. I will do that. I, I'm not pulling the trigger on any of these conversations right now. <laughs> yeah. So I let my kids watch Bad Moms Christmas because I just felt like, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And yeah, there's lots of scenes where they're screaming vagina. So that's big. The, the big thing in my house is just my kids screaming about vaginas. <laughs> but apart from that, they haven't really you know, put two and two together yet. Well, well, that is a perfect segue to the next thing I wanted to get into with you, which is, um, as a mom, I, I want your take on, on this. Mm-hmm. A school district in upstate New York is banning Squid Game-inspired costumes at elementary school functions because of the show's violence. And I have so many questions because it's come up. My son has asked me about this show. Again, I refuse to let him watch it. Um, he's only six, but I know other parents who have let their kids who are that young watch it I think it's really really violent but why are so many kids watching this show do you think like young kids so okay one of my colleagues who's the parents editor um, brought this up yesterday and it was the first I'd heard about it being on any children's radar like my kids are still pretty little first grade and preschool so it's like but she says that like in fifth grade basically like later years of you know elementary school and into middle school everybody in the school has watched it. And, like, if you're the parent that, like, won't let your kid watch it, the, the kids are like, Mom, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm. I, I'm sh- I was actually truly shocked because what I, my husband and I binge-watched it one day. We, like, sent the kids to the playroom. And, like, if they even came anywhere nearby, we would, like, turn it off because it is gruesome. Yeah. And did you, you watch the whole thing, Janine? Like, some of it I, is really I, disgusting. I didn't watch the I started and I got maybe into, like, third or fourth episode. And then I was just like, mm, I get it. I understand. Because it's like, like all this is mass methods. murder every it's, but second. It's, so it's not even just mass murder, but it's like random. It ha- it'll happen like any moment. Like, you know, normally if you watch a scary movie, your kid walks in the room, you can probably guess like what's going to happen. Like yeah. you in, jo- in Jaws, I watched Jaws with my daughter. She used to love scary movies. her, I told her anytime you hear that music, cover your eyes because it's like, you know what I mean? There's all there's these like- There's a warning. Sort of, yes. There's these like musical cues or there's like different tropes that will kind of like hint to you that something's about to happen. But in Squid Game, it's like totally random. Yeah. And it runs the gamut of like all different manners of death. Like organs being harvested, like hideous, hideous things, visuals that like you can't let your kid have. So it's like, 
Uh, that to me is super shocking. But then again, I don't know. Kids these days, it's like at a, to a certain these point, days. <laughs> you can't control that. it. Right? <laughs> I mean, w- like the, the costumes, they're like, what else feels like a no brainer? I guess like do, do not dress your kid as this for Halloween. I know like there are no violent costumes, Squid Game included, allowed at my son's carnival thing that's happening tomorrow. But on um, the other so hand, people other do families, dress up. People dress up like, uh, who's the guy from, like, um, Halloween? Like, you know, Mike Myers. People will dress it's up like that. It's not allowed. Uh, well, I'm just oh, saying, really? like, for, for young kids, like, it, they're starting to put, like, a clamp down on that. At least at my son's school, you can't, you know, you can't wear anything that's super, like, overtly murderous. <laughs> How are you allowed to dress up as Darth Vader? Mm, and, like, I, I think, think about it. You know, because uh, he I think kills people and cuts probably. off their arms and stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, it's a real interesting situation because the costumes themselves are just sweatpants, right? Like yeah. For this. I mean, you know what? I guess if there's one indicator of like, I don't know, where's the line to draw? Yeah, maybe your kids should not be able to do whatever the hell they want. Maybe they should have to follow some rules. I know that I had like dress code in school. You know what I mean? Like, so fine. Maybe like save it for when you're in college and you're going to your like frat party and you want to dress up like in some stupid outfit. <laughs> if you're like in, if you're in elementary school. Or don't do it then either. Right. But like <laughs> but certainly yes. I feel like those of us with like elementary school level children should be able to have a nice tight grip on that situation. That was People.com Managing Editor Charlotte Triggs. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. And a quick recommendation. If you're looking for another smart look at celebrity news, you'll love Mamma Mia's daily entertainment podcast, The Spill. Hosted by Laura Brodnick and Key Reese, The Spill covers everything from behind-the-scenes Hollywood stories to a bit of feel-good reality TV analysis, plus weekly TV and movie recommendations. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. And now, something to make you smile. It is Kindness Week over here, and we're continuing to highlight Good Samaritans. So for today, let me tell you about an L.A. lawyer who is doing her part to help women rebuild their lives. 30-year-old Jahan Sheryar is no stranger to fighting for others. And ever since the Taliban took over Kabul in August, she's been on the front lines doing what she can. With her nonprofit, Restore Her Voice, she has helped evacuate 65 Afghan women and has provided them and their families with housing, education, and employment opportunities. To honor her humanitarian work, People and GoFundMe have awarded Sheryar $6,000 to help continue her services. Here's why she says this cause is so important to her. These women are cycle breakers, they're change makers, and they will continue to be change makers from the United States. Now, to fully devote herself to this mission, she decided to quit her job as a lawyer and give 100% of her time to aiding more women. Such a moving story and such important work she's doing. I will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> 